Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we are going to be looking at 1 Timothy chapter 3, the, the first few verses. And this is a passage that, that handles church elders. This is a passage that's really about church pastors, those who have the, the responsibility for teaching and for shepherding and for governing or managing or leading a church. And uh, th there are lots of different angles we can approach this text with, but but I want to really I want to emphasize the the character attributes of a leader in the church. Now, I do this as a leader in the church, and I do this recognizing that that I certainly am not perfect. Uh, no church leader is yet, yet there is a standard. There is an expectation that those in a church should should hold their church leaders too. So let me show you what this is. Paul is writing to Timothy, a young pastor. This is 1 Timothy chapter 3. And remember, part of Timothy's role is to establish elders within this church in Ephesus. And so let's jump in. Here's what the text start, or where the text starts. He says, The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Now, let's just understand a few things here. This is someone who desires to lead in the church, and I want you to understand, they do not desire a noble position. They do not desire a, a noble amount of power. They desire a noble task. You know, first and foremost, we have to remember that leadership in the, in the church is work. <laughs> we don't lead for ourselves. We don't lead for our ego. We don't lead for our own prestige or so that we can make things happen the way we want them to happen. No, the leader, they are desiring to do the work of leading in ministry, caring, shepherding, teaching. Verse 2, it says, therefore, therefore an overseer or an elder or a pastor must be above reproach. Now, this is the key term for the next five verses. This term above reproach, it refers to a person where there is no, there is no practice of sin. There is no character disqualification. The, the term literally means no one can grab hold of them. So there's not something in this person's life that someone can grab hold of and say, this person, they don't, they don't meet the measure. And so this term above reproach, it is the standard for every other character qualification we look at. And so look at the next thing. It says the husband of one wife. Well, an elder is a, a man and he is, he is merrily faithful to his wife, sober-minded, he thinks clearly. He, he doesn't go, uh, his mind isn't always being captured by weird new ideas or whatnot. He's, he thinks clearly about, about the text, about the, the life situations. Self-controlled. He doesn't fly off a handle. Respectable. Uh, he is someone who, who he is respected by those around. He, his life is a life that could be emulated. Hospitable opens up his house, it cares for others, welcomes the outsider, able to teach. Now this is really the, the skill measure of an elder. They must be able to teach. It doesn't say able to preach, but, but are they able to teach? In fact, an elder should be eager to teach. This isn't like, what's the lowest possible amount of teaching that they can do and are, and are they willing to do that? But really, an elder, a church leader, because we're people of the book, they should be eager to share the, the truth of God's word with as many as they can. And then it says, not a drunkard. They're not given to alcoholism. 
Uh, they, they don't drink excessively. It says not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. So they, they don't get into fights. They're, they're not violent. They're not motivated by, by just financial gain. They're, they're not like, ah, it's all about the, the bottom line. Then it says he must manage his own household well. This is another skill. This, the, the way the family life is run. Is it a godly home? With all dignity, keeping his children submissive. Now, we've already seen that he's not violent. So he's not like, you will obey or else. But, but the, the atmosphere of the home is one where the children have learned to follow the lead of their father. They're submissive. They're not rebellious. And it says, for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? So if someone's household is not in order, this person should not be an elder. <clears throat> and then verses 6 and 7, it says, He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. We, we don't want to put someone who's a brand new believer in a position of leadership. They need to mature. They need to go through some trials and some difficulties. They need to be tested. They, they need to be established. Verse 7, Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Well, this does not mean that outsiders think well of him because he compromises biblical truth. No, this is someone who serves in their community. They're, they're respectable. They're, they have a moral character. They might say things that are biblical that the outsider would not agree with. That's not what it's talking about. Rather, their lifestyle, the way that they are not arrogant or abusive or you know, a, a womanizer or a drunkard, these character qualifications, even if the outsider says, I don't agree with what they teach, <clears throat> they'd say their character though. Their character I can respect. They're well thought of by outsiders. You see, this is, this is the, the standard for an elder, but I want you to understand, this is actually, this is the standard for any Christian. You know, a Christian doesn't say, well, I'm not an elder, so, you know, I can be a womanizer. <laughs> I'm not an elder, so I can be violent. I'm not an elder, so I can be a drunkard. No. The Bible speaks very clearly all of these character qualifications or characteristics, the integrity of a believer, they should be more and more Christ-like. This is the standard for every believer, but listen, this is the expectation that an elder must meet. They must be above reproach in each of these areas. And so if you're listening to this and you're, you're saying, well, I'm probably never going to be an elder. Well, you know, here's the deal. For you, you should aim at the same character qualifications. You should aim at the same standard. You should aim to be Christ-like. And so as a Christian, your life, it matches this standard. But let me speak directly to the men listening right now. Maybe you're a teenage guy. Maybe you're a 20-something. Maybe you are a retired man. Listen, I, I am convinced that every man in the church should make it their aim to be elder qualified. Every man should. Why? Because every man should be Christ-like. But, but if every man is aiming to be elder qualified, even if they never serve as an elder, that will benefit and bless the church in ways that you cannot even imagine. If you have a church full of men who are godly, men who are not violent but gentle, men who are not motivated by sex or alcohol or greed or money, 
men who are are looking out and managing their own household and able to meet needs within the church where leadership needs arise that is going to be a church where the people are discipled the people are shepherded the people know the truth of god's word and they're growing in it that is going to be a church that shines brightly like a city on the hill for all to see and the Lord will use to draw men and women and children to come and know the love and the grace and the mercy of the Savior, Jesus Christ. See, our ancient way for our modern day, yes, we're talking about leaders, but what we're really talking about is every one of us aiming at a character that matches Jesus and then being willing to, to lead in the appropriate spheres where God gives opportunity. This is our ancient way for our modern day.